0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. But did you know that you can join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom? That is right, live. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app and sign up for free. Or you can also use your Spotify login to join. You can click on the link in our series too or in the episode descriptions. Once you're there, follow Ask the Tarot and tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. to hear what the Tarot has to say. Hey, I'll even read your questions live. You don't want to miss that. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming to Ask the Tarot, the last Ask the Tarot of 2021. Thank you for being here. Um... Gosh, what's it all mean, you guys? What does it all mean? Um, so I haven't gotten out of my pajamas all day today, and I don't know whether to hope that you guys have all had that experience also, or to like say like I'm sorry if you have because it ends up you think it's gonna be like really cool. Like I don't know. For me, at the end of it, I'm just like, why didn't I ever get out of my pajamas? You know what I mean? Because then like the sun goes down and you're like, well, no point in doing it now. You know what I mean? Just time to eat my rice and beans and get on the horn and start reading tarot cards. Okay, guys. Anyway, enough about me. Um <laughs> Hey, Jasmine. Hey, everybody. Hey, thanks to the new folks who are here. Um, If you love this show, and I think you might, you can go to Spotify, you know, and you can search Your Magic, which is my other podcast. I'm the host of it, Michelle T. And um, you can also find all the back episodes of this room because they're all recorded. So you can just sort of like binge out. Um, and you know, if you want to come and hear it live, it's so fun to be here live and be part of the chat. It's every Wednesday, six o'clock Pacific and nine Eastern. All right. So, you know, I've just been like, I've just been waiting through all of these love problems that have been coming my way. And I just realized I get a batch of like unanswered gay love problems. And like, am I not a gay myself? Do I not want to serve my own community? So I am going to, uh, To answer some of those, and just so you guys know, um, these are questions that got uh, message to me in my Instagram. You can do that too. I'm at Michelle Teaz, T E A Z. If you want to, like, you know, shoot me an anonymous uh, question, I will put it in my stack and get to it ASAP. Or raise your hand right here, okay? Put your little hand up in the requests, and um, and I will, you know, call on as many of you as I can. And listen. You don't need to have a love problem, and you don't need to be a gay person. You can be any kind of person with any kind of problem, and I will try to help you this evening. Okay, here we go. Um, I'll start off by saying that I'm a 33-year-old non-binary gay man who has never been in a serious relationship and hasn't had sex in over eight years. Hey, it happens, right? I'm on the apps and have been on countless first dates to no avail. I'm always trepidatious to admit that because when I do, the response from people is always confusion or them jokingly asking me if they can rescind my gay card. What? That is so rude. Oh my goodness. People are so weird about sex. Am I right? Anyway, it's fine that you haven't had sex in eight years. You're still gay. Jeez. Anyway, I've been living in a gorgeous neighborhood in the city for over a decade, and I love it. There is an independent bookstore right outside my door. Oh my God, this person's living like my dream life um, that I venture and support often. Currently, there is someone who works there whom I've harbored a crush on for a long time now. We've always uh, We're always nice and exchange pleasantries to one another whenever I visit the shop. I finally pulled the plug and decided to ask him out. And he said, yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited for this. Um, This is so cute. What do you need my help for? Okay, I'm meeting up with him in a week to which I'm both excited and nervous about. So I'm wondering, is this a promising romantic adventure that can lead to something with legs or are we just meant to be friends? I'm cool with either. Oh my gosh. Well, you're, so, you're just so flexible, but I do hope that this uh, leads to romance for you if you want it. Let's see, let's see. I'm gonna shuffle these cards right here and see what does the, you know, what's the nature of the vibe look between you and the bookstore person of, oh, you know, as cute as any person might be in their life, put them behind the counter of a bookstore. And aren't they just so much hotter? Like that proximity to books, having like books all over their hands and stuff, it just makes them even hotter. Okay. Oh my God. And just think of the friends and family discount you get at the bookstore. All right. Let's see. What does this look like? Okay. Listen, it looks really good. I just want to say that. I want to get this out of the way. Okay. Cause I'm going to say some other stuff, but I don't want to fill you with like dread or something. I'm trying to protect you from dread because there's something that needs to be dealt with. Okay. Around this. Um, and you know, I'm not saying like those other folks of like, you know, I'm going to take away your gay card. It's like, not about that. Not all, but you've been out of the game, if you want to call romance such a tawdry thing, um, for a while, and it looks like there's some sort of block. Okay, it looks like there's some sort of block. It doesn't look like that block is necessarily going to get in the way of you having a love exchange with bookstore person. Okay, the first two cards you got here are great. The very first one is the nine of disks. It's called gain. It's a Venus card, planet of love. It's a Venus in uh, Virgo. And um, it's gain. It's just like, there's things coming to you. Love, resources, um, people, you know, things you can put your hands on. It's like, whew. Um, Venus and Virgo is really interesting because, you know, Virgo classically are so picky, right? They're so picky. Virgos are the ones, okay, who, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if there are any Virgos out there, but you know, if you're self-aware, you're not going to argue with me. (laughs) Or do, fight me, fight me on the chat. Virgos are the people who were like, will let the perfect be the enemy of the good. You know what I mean? You know that sentence, like don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, where like something can just be really good, like not perfect, but really good. But because it's not perfect, you know, you're like, forget it, I hate it. So that can be a little Virgo-y. So Venus and Virgo, you know, I mean, I'm all for having high standards, but I also, you know, you want to let humanity be humanity. You know what I mean? So there's that. Um, that's mostly a good card, but there's a little edge there with that Venus and Virgo. Your next card is just beautiful. Okay. It's three of cups, abundance, mercury and cancer. This is someone who you can really express intimacy with and love. And like, it's so sweet. I mean, the three of cups is a beautiful card. Um, of course you're definitely going to be friends at least, but I would say maybe more, but listen, your final card here is a set, the seven of discs, which is called failure in this deck, okay? Um, does it mean that this is going to be a, quote, failure? I mean, I don't even believe in such things, okay? But it is talking about um a, a scenario, a situation where really, you know... I've been thinking about this card so much lately because of Channing Nicholas, you know, whenever whenever, um, she puts her little cards up on her app, I feel like I always get like a a deeper hint into them. So, you know, I'm really thinking a lot lately about the seven of discs being about that pause. And then in that pause comes uh, anxiety, right? um maybe just bffs jasmine says yeah i mean i don't know though you know why 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 only bffs if there's an attraction if there's you know fun stuff i just want to see i want um i want our querent here to look at that seven of disks and ask okay so when things heat up and something's happening okay Then what happens? What is the negative that happens, okay? Is it fear? Is it sabotaging? Is it like letting the perfect be the enemy of the good? Is it that sort of like oh no, I don't like, not no, this is what I do. I'll share what I do in these moments. At the beginning of relationships, I'll be like, uh, I don't know where this is going. So I actually have to like hit the gas really hard and make it go someplace really fast, really, um, you know, abnormally fast so that I know that it's going somewhere and then I know what's going on and I feel good. Okay. Don't do that. You know, whatever it is you do, and we're all scared of love. We're all scared of being vulnerable. Um, you know, even, even as we want it and we're get, we get so excited about it. We chase it. It's, but it's scary. So, you know, I think the tarot is really asking you to, to look at what prevents you from going to the next level. Okay. Certainly some of it is circumstance. Absolutely. There's a, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. Am I right? But some of it, you know, is your stuff too. So, you know, I think that it's, maybe we can be grateful for relationships like this that actually push us to have to look at, our blockages, you know, and and maybe get a little healthier and cl- clear out clear out the like the baggage of the past, right? Okay. Anyway, I hope after all that, I hope you just had a freaking nice date. You know what I mean, and a, and a nice makeout or something. Okay. Let's see who is here in the room that wants a tarot reading. Shelley. Oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna talk to like a a a, a cute white dog wearing like a pink boa. Shelley, you're up. That's because that's your you know that's your little picture. That's not a bow, it's like a tutu, that's even better. (laughs) Hi, Shelly. Hey. Um, so I'm writing a book about mental illness and it's gonna have some heavy crap in it. And I have to tell these stories that are like they need to be told honestly if I'm gonna do it right, really. It's like gaining some traction and I have some people that are really like, you have to keep doing this, you have to keep going.
1: But my family is starting to be like, wait a minute, this is a horrible plan. Embarrass you. More than it's gonna
0: help people. Families, families a bag of dicks. I'd like to ask if if writing the book is going the right way. Okay. Oh my God. I mean, like, gee, a family that doesn't want you to write an honest book about um mental health. <laughs> um, but just to reiterate, Shelly is an author and is working on a book that has to do with mental health stuff. And please scream if I'm, you know, misrepresenting you, Shelly. Um, but um and You know, it's hard and the stories need to be told honestly, of course, and that is really challenging work. And uh, surprise, surprise, the family um, is not very excited about uh, Shelly doing this and actually said that it's going to embarrass Shelly more than help other people, which is rude, a rude thing to say. Why should you be embarrassed? Why could anyone ever be embarrassed about anything? Um, And so the question is, what does it look like? What does the path look like? Um, Right now. And I do appreciate for those who missed Shelly did share a piece of true wisdom, which is families can be a bag of dicks. It's true. Families can be that sometimes. And it's not said often enough. Okay. So my last shuffle on like, what's the energy? What is the energy with this work? Okay. Uh, yeah. You know something, Shelly? This is, this work is all about you. It's all about you necessarily. So um, it's, and uh, the, and I don't even necessarily know if you're telling your own story. I'm getting a feel from your, from your family's response that you, you might be, but whatever, whatever it is, it's all about your energy. It's all about your drive. It's all about your vision. And it's all about your truth. Your center card in this reading is the two of wands. It's called dominion. Um, it's Mars in Aries. And so it's like, you know, you're this, this path, um, that you're on with this work is sort of on fire, right? You have that card in the middle. And when that card comes up, it's like, you are just, you know, that card comes up when people are just doing whatever they have to do to make the space for themselves, to make the room for themselves and, um, to really believe in themselves. So I'm glad, I'm, I'm hoping that you're not, you know, um, internalizing any of your family's weirdness um, and that you're really staying true to your own vision. It looks like you have the ability to do that really powerfully, which is great. I mean, all artists need to do that. And you certainly do at this this juncture, it sounds like. The first card you got is the two of discs, which is called Change. So this is really interesting. I mean, I wanted to just jump into that Dominion card because it's so like answers the question, but this, this two of discs is really interesting. So it's the Change card. It's Jupiter and Capricorn. And you know it's it is about positive change because Jupiter brings gifts, right? but um Capricorn is suspicious of all change, so it's a it's a funny card. It's like you know it's about getting you know things improving and being good, but almost like an unwillingness to trust it. Um, and so I wonder if there's like you know i'm I'm wondering if it is a little bit about like you know maybe going to your maybe you're gonna have to pull back away from from your family or pull back away from. From from energy that's not supportive while you're while you're doing this, you know, Um, because it seems like it needs to be done, but there's some sort of change that needs to happen so that you can relax into the sort of goodness of this work. And it seems like the goodness of the work is the idea that it will help other people. um, Whatever catharsis is in it for you, the the sort of strange joy of writing, you know, it seems like that's all there for you, um, and. I think that change is about like getting, because that change comes right before the Dominion card. So it's like getting rid of the haters, getting rid of people who are standing in your way, um, making room for more joy, more gifts from this process. And your final card is such a writerly card. I love it so much. It's the Eight of Wands. In the top deck, it's called Swiftness. It's Mercury, who is, you know, rules writing. Mercury and Sagittarius. Sagittarius, the big truth teller, philosophical, not afraid to like shoot the arrow and like, you know tell tell the truth that no one wants to hear um it's a great card i think for writing in general and especially for it sounds like this project so does that make sense oh shelly now i can't hear you at all but you don't appear to be muted either maybe she just fainted cuz i just talked for so long that she just passed out um
1: hmm,
0: let me see it's muted okay see if you can unmute yourself shelly people are saying it's muted i don't see the little mute icon up for you I'm going to give you another moment to see if you can sort this out. You're here. Oh, there you are, Shelly. She's in the chat now. She says, I'm here. Thank you. Okay. Um. Well, I don't know what's up. You know, we're, here we are, you know, by the grace of technology. It makes great sense. Okay. The reading makes sense is what Shelly says. Okay. Well, I'm going to let, I'm going to pull you off of the speaker thing right now. Thank you so much. And man, I wish you so much luck. It is <laughs> no family will ever tell you to write your novel. I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, maybe like there's some lucky person who is like born to other writers, but even, I even know kids of like writers who, whose parents like didn't want them to write. So I don't know. I don't know. You just got to do your thing. Okay. Um, I love this cute little question that popped up in my inbox. Here it is. Um, I have feelings for this boy and I've had them for a while. We don't really talk and I'm pretty sure he's straight. Should I tell him my feelings to free myself or should I just hold off? <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, oh gosh. Um, let's see. What does it look like if you tell the straight seeming person <laughs> that you got a crutch? I mean, like, man you know, best of the you know, best of the world. He's not straight, obviously. Right. Like, you know, there's so many people who seem straight and they're not look at me. <laughs> no, seriously though. Um, you know, hopefully he's not straight. And if he is straight, hopefully he understands that it is like the biggest compliment in the entire world to have like a queer person think you're cute, whether or not you share the uh, orientation. Okay. What does it look like if you don't? Because you guys don't really talk. I mean, I don't want to be a freaking paranoid gay auntie up here, but I, you know, I want people to be safe. I don't want, you know, you to profess your love to someone who's not only not straight, but is like a homophobe or something horrible like that. Um. So what does it look like if you just like save yourself the bother? If it is a bother. It's cute that you have a crush though. Um. Okay, this is my final shuffle. And then I'm going to flip these cards. Okay. Telling him looks okay. Not telling him, hmm, oh man. Well, listen, here's here's the deal. It doesn't look like this is necessarily going to happen. Um, but it does look like if you don't tell him, it's going to eat at you. <laughs> it won't eat at you forever, of course. You'll get over it. But it looks like it will like not telling him Will make you like pine for him. Um, if you do tell him, it just looks like maybe like I don't know. Maybe he is straight or like married or who the hell knows? Like it doesn't it doesn't look like. There's romance there. Um, Don't all crushes eat at you, though, says Jasmine. Yes, they sure do. So here's the cards for telling him. Two of swords, peace. Okay, that's good. You, like, get it off your chest. You know what I mean? You're like, I have a crush on you. I mean, I'm a blurter, so, you know, I appreciate that. The next one is queen of swords, and she's just sort of like, uh, 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 uh. I mean, classically in the tarot, the queen of swords is a widow. So, you know, she's not partnered. (laughs) She's not, you know, hooking up or anything. I mean, she might be getting some on the side. I sure hope so, but you know, it's not, she's not, it's not a romantic card. And then the final card is completion, four of wands, Venus and Aries. And off you go into the sunset. Um, that just doesn't look like a romantic reading. If you don't tell him, First you get the nine of swords, um, which is moon and Sagittarius and it's called strength, right? So there's you with all your inner strength being like, I'm not going to tell him. I don't, he can make the first move if he feels it, forget it. You know, why do I get a, chase him down, you know, let him come to me. So you have all this sort of like power. And then it just sort of collapses in on itself with yes, the three of swords, you know, the heartache card, the like, wah, wah, wah card. So you're just going to like, but then the ultimately you get the 10 of what you get the, I'm sorry, the 10 of discs, which is wealth, which is, you're just like, that's fine. Like, I'm glad I didn't say anything. I think you will be glad that you didn't say anything if you don't, but if you do, it's okay. You know, you're not going to be it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look like you're like humiliated or anything. It just looks, it looks like, a. it just, you know, maybe a friendship starts, who knows? Um, but yeah, it looks like, even though it's like a little lackluster and not necessarily going to lead to love, it does kind of say to share your feelings, you know? And again, I, you know, I, my best friend from when I was a teenager, Peter Pizzi, he's still one of my best friends, the whole world. Um, he's also a tarot reader and, you know, he's taught me a lot. We taught each other a lot over the years. Um they I've learned so much from him. He's also like a psychic tarot reader, which is extra cool. Um, but we were just talking today about how sometimes, how so often in tarot card readings, the tarot is telling people to do things that you're like, but why? You know, like why bother telling this person if it's not gonna lead anywhere, right? It doesn't make logical sense, but like we're, tarot isn't logical. And so much of our life in our world is not logical. And it's so great to have a practice that allows for that and kind of honors that. Like who knows what will happen as a result of you telling this person that you have a crush on them, you know, like it could lead to to who knows what sort of you know ugh, butterfly effect. I can't believe you guys made me say it, but you know who knows what it can lead to. Okay, who is in the audience who would like a tarot reading? Catherine, you are up. Another another person with a cute dog. It, dogs in the profile picture. I I like all your dogs, you guys. Hello. How can the tarot? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I listened to all your stuff. And it's just so exciting that you called on me. So thank you. Oh, I'm thank you. Thank you. Um, what, what would you like to know about tonight? So my husband is about to get out of the army and we are trying to decide if we want to stay where we are for another year okay. or if we would like to go west. So we're thinking California or Washington. You're thinking where, where are Washington? California. California or Washington. Okay, cool. So I'm going to shuffle. What does it look like for you guys to stay where you are, at least for now, you know, and just like, I don't know, round into your home. Do um, a big shuffle on that. I always like to start with whatever sort of happening. Camping three cards for staying where you are and now three cards for heading west. And so, Okay. So as long as one of those spots are good for you, somewhere in California, somewhere in Washington, that's what we'll we'll take it as. Um, Oh, the suspense. So let me see, staying where you are. Oh, wow, staying where you are. Jeez, I think it seems like, this is so funny. Is there something you can do to stay where you are, but make it sort of more amazing? Like you're definitely, the very first card for staying put is the seven of wands and the energy of that card is basically like, uh, please don't make me stay where I am. Like I'm, I'm that's so exactly it. the vibe. Yes. That's exactly yeah. the vibe. I'm over. I do not want to stay here. I'm so bored. I'm so, you know, whatever it is like you're over it. But then the next two cards are the empress and the priestess which are incredibly powerful and beautiful cards. And I mean, like the Empress is Venus, you know, which is like Libra and Taurus, which is like home and relationships. And like your man's getting out of the army and like, you know, I don't like, have you, have you guys not seen each other? No, we're, we're together, but um, the family card, my mom and my dad are close. So that could be okay. Um, something that's popping up, but, and I'm a teacher. So it's like, he's getting out in August. So it's like, we either have to stay another full school year or we have to decide soon where we're going. And it's just kind of stressful because I can't pick up and leave in the middle of the school year. No, you definitely can't. But is there something else that you can do? Like, is there a possibility of a new home, a new neighborhood or something like that? Is any, anything like that on the table? Like, Because I do really see the the reality of the, like, I don't want to be here energy and that seven of wands. And I'm like, my gosh, what, what gets you from the seven of wands all the way up to the empress and the priestess, you know? Um, it's like, because right. those, those are really powerful. So I'm like, what, you know, is it personal growth work? Is there like some sort of thing that you can maybe only do where you are? Or if you do do it, it will sort of, um, re-energize your life in a larger sense that, that sort of makes staying where you are okay for now. Right. Um, the cards for moving aren't terrible. They're just not, is, they're just not the Empress and the Priestess. Um, the first, <laughs> the first, and this could be timing, right? This, the first card for moving is the Princess of Swords. And she's kind of reactionary. Um, you know, she's, she's, she's fun for some things, but for like moving, she can be a little tricky because she's just like, I don't care. Let's just go, you know, and like, it'll be fine. You know, she's sort of like that energy. Then right after her comes the Princess of Disks. And she's like, kind of been through it but she's reached a place where she feels very serene and she's ready to like ground so that's nice and then you have the knight of cups which is like very beautiful um like an offering like an offering of love so there is nice energy around moving but it looks like the process is a little strange like maybe the process is a little hairy for some reason um whereas staying where you are um can i can i just like ask nosy tarot tarot reader questions are you thinking of like having kids or anything like that no we are not we are okay 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 you've got your fur babies right there you have um you have like the empress card and the princess of discs card they're both about creating something so i'm wondering if there's anything um that you that you're imagining that like if you move to these other places you'll have access to or you'll be it'll be easier for you to do certain things to create yes, absolutely something. okay um it looks like It looks like those, you might be able to actually create those things um, where you are. Forgive me if I'm talking out my butt because I don't even, obviously, we don't, I don't know what we're talking about. I'm just reading (laughs) cards. It just looks like there's something very magical and beautiful for you if you hang around where you are for one more school year. Um, Maybe it's just even a case of the timing changing, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, I'll take it. Okay, you know, do it. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Good luck to you wherever you end up. Oh, you guys, you know, you can just tell, you can hear it in a person's voice when you know that they wanted permission to move across the country from the tarot and the tarot denies them. Um, And it's sad. It's sad for everyone. It's sad for the tarot reader. It's sad for the querent. But, you know, I just, I just gotta, I just gotta say what I see here, you know? All right. You guys listen to this message that came in to my DMs. I'm a lesbian, still in love with my first girlfriend. Shocker, right? Without getting into all of the messy details, we have been on and off for two years and we always end things because we need to quote, work on ourselves. Oh my God, that is so lesbian. But I have this nagging feeling that she's the one. In the times we've been separated, I've dated other people, but never felt the connection that I have with her. Every couple of months, little coincidences will line up and all of a sudden she reappears in my life. I'm having one of those moments right now where I feel like I should reach out, but I don't know if it's worth starting the cycle all over again. I guess my question is this, will I ever move on and find someone else or could this really be it? How do I know if she's the one or if I need to give up? Oh my gosh, this is this is really tough. Okay, okay, let's see. Um, okay, I'm just gonna basically, what does it look like if this um lovelorn lesbian reaches out to this, to, to, to this person again, and starts a cycle again, maybe for a final time, who wants to go through all these cycles again and again, right? What does it look like if you're like, listen, I think you're the freaking one. And I think we should be together forever. And like, let's just work on ourselves while like we're in a relationship, you know? Um, that, that's like grad school working on yourself. You know what I mean? That's like graduate school working, Work quote, working on yourself is the work that you do while you're actually in a relationship because it's, it's like showtime, you know, it's all happening in the relationship. All your buttons are pushed and the challenges are there. The rewards are right there, but maybe you are just sort of like romanticizing the past, which is so easy to do. Um, So what does it look like if you're just like, nah, I say no to this. You do a little cord cutting ritual because it definitely seems like you guys are corded to each other. I don't know if you guys listening know about that, but you know, it is a theory. It's a mystical theory that when we're very close to people, when we really love people, um, when we have sex with people, they cord to us and we cord to them, right? Um, which means that there's like some sort of energetic cord that happens around like our stomach chakras, I think, like somewhere like on our astral body and it connects us. And even when we break up with these people, the cords are still there. It's not just lovers. It's like family members and stuff too. Like you're corded. So cut that cord or don't or marry her. <laughs> I'm flipping the cards now. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Like you'd definitely... She's definitely... Um, this is the tarot speaking, okay? This is not me speaking. I I have a hard time making such grandiose statements, but the tarot does not. And so the tarot says, this girl is very much not the one, okay? She's not the one. Um, I have to say, I don't even... I don't even know if the the whole idea of the one is real. I, don't we have lots of ones, you know? Like what if you like lived in an entirely different country like how, and you never met each other? Like, I just don't believe that life is like that, right? Like we have lots of different ones, um, but it can be hard to meet the next one if we're really hung up on the last one. So let me tell you what the tarot was saying here. Clearly this person is like ruling your heart, okay? The centerpiece of like, should I should I text them is the emperor card, okay? So I'm reading that in two different ways that are maybe really um, opposite, but I feel like they kind of paradoxically work. The first read that I have on it is that like, yeah, you know, the emperor is like the ruler. This person's ruling your heart, right? They really are taking up a lot of space. They're dictating um, your movements, you know, like your emotional movements, maybe even your physical movements. So it, it's really, I think, showing um, that like, yes, this is a this is big. Um, now it looks also like the first thing you have, the first card here is the change card that came up earlier, right? Two of discs and it's a change. So it's like, yes, you reaching out to her, it shifts everything, right? And then you, then you're in the emperor. Okay. And then you're like there with like, I mean, the emperor's very passionate. It's Aries. It's like, we're just doing this. Like you're back in the cycle and you are in another cycle. Okay. And it's, it is a cycle that has some potential to, to, you know, to cycle. <laughs> it's not necessarily going to take you to a good or a bad place. you got the ace of discs, right? So there's a lot of potential there. Um, that's clear, right? There is definitely something. It's, like, it's not like you're crazy. It's not like there's no connection there. There is a connection that this person is important to you. You could have another cycle with them. But I would say don't, because for not reaching out to this person, for like cutting this cord and moving on. You got the universe. That's a big deal card, okay? Like, but you know, you know how I am, you guys. When the universe comes up, I'm just like, all hail. We do whatever the universe card tells us to do. It's destiny, uh, it's karma. It's like what is all supposed to be. It's what it's all supposed to be. So your, your final card in this three card spread is for walking away. Is the universe your first card? This is a very interesting pull. Actually, the first card is the Queen of Swords. Okay, so there's that widow. You're widowing yourself, right? She's up on in this is the top deck. She's up on a throne of clouds. She's got a sword in one hand and a head in another hand. She's like firing people. She's like you're fired off with your head, you know. So she's like, um, you know, she's 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 getting rid of people. <laughs> so um, so that's real. So this is like a very real card of like, no, I'm cutting you out cutting you out okay um and you know it's a mental card it's like i'm going to commit to pulling my mind away from you but also cutting that cord right there's a read on this card that the that the head that the queen is holding in our hand is actually a mask and that what we're doing when we get this card or what we're being called to do is get rid of our masks so you know it's also sort of like in what way okay like in what way has holding on to this dream been a weird comfort for you that you could kind of hide behind you know if that resonates you know if it if it doesn't what am I? therapists know but i just say i just say you know what the cards are telling me to say but you know the idea of it being a mask and that walking away from this can get you closer to the real you is interesting right it makes me think like what you know what has holding on to the past how has it stunted you in ways that you maybe you don't want to be stunted or don't need to be stunted your next card after her though is the chariot okay that is the hit the road jack card like yes you're moving on you're moving away and it's also cancer like you're moving towards like maybe a better intimacy an intimacy that's more suitable for you um you know and that that might not have that like romantic gleam that i think you've maybe built this other one up to be but you know, you want we want real life ultimately, right? That's that's what we want. That's what the tarot wants for us anyway. Your final card, the universe. So yeah, it's it's very <laughs> that is a very clear read to me. Um, you can definitely have another cycle with this person, or you can just get a little bit ahead of yourself, cut the cord, move on, and you know, I don't know, do whatever work, you know, unpack a little bit like why this person has had the hold on you that they have cuz i don't think it's because they are the one i don't think it is okay all right now that i've pooped all over romance and soulmates let's see who else can i help um jasmine it's you you are a little muted i cannot hear you jeez um just i oh,
2: okay got just- it got it <laughs> Yeah, all right. Sorry. No, no, no. Thank problem. you. We're all, we're all learning this technology. Hi, thank you so much, Michelle. You're awesome. I love you. I love this program, I love your oh. show, your podcast, everything. Oh, so <laughs> thank you for being a listener. How can um, I to help you this year? Yes. So my question is about uh, my relationship with my husband. We have been married for 26 years. We started really early. um uh, but for for the last five years, he has been having problems with alcohol. Um, he's functional. He works and everything, but he has to drink every day. So, and that has caused a lot of uh, stress in our relationship. Um, like he he doesn't, he has lost a lot of motivation. I can't speak about it without getting, uh, without crying. <laughs> But okay, but he has lost a lot of motivation and interest. So we don't do anything and we are still young, but he hasn't, he, he just don't, he just works and come back. Um, he's in bed watching TV and that's it. Yeah. And, um, he has tried a lot of things and whatever. But okay, my question is, because sometimes I think that, um, if maybe I move and we take a break from their relationship and then maybe he stayed by himself he maybe may take some action or if I should keep supporting him on doing my own things and but I'm just afraid that the relationship is not going anywhere so my question is should I stay okay. or should I go okay okay I'm gonna pick on that so if it, what does it look like for
0: you to stay and you know see what happens more will be revealed um you know, I really have so much empathy for what you're going through. Um, you know, I have um, had alcoholism in my family. I'm a sober alcoholic, and I know that it's it's just really it's it's so devastating on the people. It is,
2: it is, and it's hard. I know it's hard. It's an illness. It's hard it to get out of it.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it, it really, Um, so I'm picking three four for you. Um, staying and now three for just taking some space. You know, I really want to to talk a little bit about the idea though it's like you know take the space if you take it for yourself you know there's i don't know if you're aware there's like a um an organization called Alanon. it's like yes. it's really, um, yeah right yeah. For, for, for people in yeah their for the
2: family. yeah
0: exactly. yeah yeah and there's like a saying about the person who is drinking that like you didn't create it you can't cure it and you can't control it right so yes. the idea, just to remember that, you know, you didn't create it, you can't cure it and you can't control it. So taking that space for yourself, not to sort of like jolt your husband into doing anything. But let's see what yeah. it's, yeah,
2: it, it is. It is because it, it just feels, I just feel the energy, It it drains me just to yeah. see him not doing anything. It drains me to be with him in that situation, even though I love him very much.
0: Yeah, of course you do. Um, all right. So the the cards, the three cards that are here for staying, right? The first card, it's the six of discs, which is called success. It is a beautiful card, okay? And I really feel like, the, and it's, it's moon and Taurus, right? And your moon is like your emotions and it's like your emotional security and moon and Taurus, especially like, you know, home is important. Relationships are important. Um, and so I really feel like this is, this is sort of like that part of your spirit that is just all about like, you know, love for your partner and just like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to make this work. I, I'm going to radiate my beautiful energy. I'm going to support. I'm going to be like a positive influence. Yeah. It is a beautiful card. But then the next two cards are really hard. The next two cards, the first one is the five of, of wands, um, which is called strife. And it's sort of just like the, the problem with the strife card is this, there's sort of nothing you can do. There's so much energy. You have so much energy about a situation, but there's nothing you can actually do about it and it's incredibly frustrating. It's um it's Saturn in Leo and so it's this beautiful exuberant Leo like I'm going to you know do something great here I'm going to inspire I'm going to love and Saturn comes in and says actually there's limits to your inspiration and there's limits to your love and you're hitting them you know and it's it's real and it's hard. Um and then your final card in this is another 5. So in the tarot system that I mostly work with um you know sixes are Thumbs up and fives are really hard. Um, you got the five of disks, which is wary, right? So it's just this wary. It's like everything that you're saying. Like he comes home, he gets in bed, he watches TV. I wa I watch all of this happening. I watch the energy draining yeah. away. That's the wary card. It's like looking around and seeing and feeling your stability, your home, your your environment just start shaking, right? Like yeah. like an earthquake. It's it's really a hard card. So it looks like you know. You can stay with a great attitude, but your attitude isn't enough to like make it work for you. I'm reading your cards, right? So I just want to, you know, and, and to just be really clear that like, it's, it's, you know, would it be maybe great for your husband for you to stick around? Probably, but for you, it doesn't look good. Now, if you leave, um, it looks like it almost looks, it looks good if you leave. Okay. It looks complicated and it looks challenging. It looks hard. How could it be anything else? Right. I mean, this, exactly. is, a, this is a shitty situation. This is really hard.
2: Yeah, Super hard. It's a very complex. It's-
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, the first card you have is the princess of swords. And so it's, it's sort of like if, and when you leave, I feel like She's just—it's like you're like I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Goodbye. You know, it's like yeah. an explosion. You know, yeah. it, it's yeah. like oh my god. Like she's a, she, you know, and she came up a moment ago, right? And I was like, oh, she's not good in this context. She's kind of good in this context, though. She's good when we need that kick in the ass to do something. You know, when we when you know we've tried the other ways we've tried the calmer ways the the smaller ways the nicer ways and they don't work so the story of the princess of swords in the Toth deck is like she's destroying a temple and it's like the temple was corrupt the temple actually needed to go it needed to be destroyed um was there another way to do it maybe but that wasn't the way that worked for her she had to do it this way so it's like you know yeah sure maybe you could go to couples counseling or try to impose all these other things but like It doesn't seem like that's necessarily, it seems like something drastic is what's called for because on the other side of the princess of swords, then you have the emperor, which is awesome. So that's you in Mm -hmm. control of your destiny. It's you in control of your life. You're like, okay, it's true. I can't control you or what you do, but I can control what I do with my energy. And I think it's going to return a lot of power to you to take some space to have you reconnect with yourself, you know, and to get some clarity. The Emperor is a great card and it's, you know, it's Aries. And I really honor Aries in the Zodiac as like, you know, the sign in so many ways of self-care. It's the card of self-interest. It's a sign of self-interest and it gets a bad rap for that. But I think yes. that often, yeah, I think it comes up a lot in readings. Aries cards come up when we need to put ourselves first, you know? So yes. I think that that's what it is. And I, Honestly, you know, looking at, just to put another read on it, you know, looking at your husband as the emperor um, archetype, you know, um, you know, like it also makes him have to stand on his own two
2: feet, you know? That's the Um, reason why I'm I'm wondering about that too. Yeah. The space is just to leave him by himself. And maybe with me, the two of us, it's it's crazy. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean if he would have to maybe sit in the consequences, right, of yeah. of this behavior, which is just like important. You know, it it just is. Um your final card is the hermit. So you know, is this going to be challenging? Are you going to feel a little lonely? Like is it going to feel a little bit sometimes like wow, I'm like over here now. That's weird. Like yeah, it might. I mean, the hermit card comes up in my experience a lot um, during separations, whether they're permanent or temporary, um, the Hermit card comes up. And so, yeah, to me, but it's a powerful card, you know? It is, um, you know, it's, it is about purity in this sense where it's like getting deep getting back in touch with what you really want, you know? Yeah. Because we make compromises all the time in our lives. We have to. It's part of just being alive. We have all to all the time. Yes. Right? Yeah. We compromise for each other. Often it's okay, but sometimes it's not. And sometimes we don't realize that we've gotten ourselves into compromising situations until we pull away and go, oh shit, how did that happen? So it could be a little bit of that experience with the hermit. Um, and you know, that can be, that can sometimes feel a little scary, a little lonely. So make sure if you do choose to separate that you get support somehow, whether it's, you know, from friends, family, Al-Anon, I don't know, anywhere, a stranger on the street, just like get, get some, make sure there's somebody there for you, um, so that you're not isolating
2: yeah oh my god thank you michelle thank you very much oh, you're mm-hmm. so
0: welcome i wish you so much love and strength and like clarity you're in a really hard you're in a very hard situation and i think everyone here listening is is feeling for you
2: oh thank you thank you you're welcome have a good evening you too michelle thank you bye bye oh man that's hard
0: that's really really hard um you know, should I stay or should I go is always hard. But when you're being driven out because there's addiction in the mix, ugh, oh, so, so hard. So hard to figure out what the right thing to do is. Um, okay, let me see. what What is my next question that I have in here? Um, For those of you who have joined a little more recently or listening to Ask the Tarot, I'm Michelle T, tarot reader, author of Modern Tarot, host of the Your Magic podcast. And here we every Wednesday night doing this six o'clock Pacific, nine Eastern, And all of our back episodes are on Spotify. Just search Your Magic and they will come up alongside the podcast. All right. Here is, um, oh, I think this is funny. Um, It's not funny. It's just not a gay love question. A straight love question got mixed up in the gay love
1: questions.
0: So actually I just ran out of the gay love questions. There weren't that many of them. So uh, now we've just moved on to the love questions of all people. Here we go. Um, this past year, I've been on a self-love journey. Good for you. I started setting boundaries with various people in my life. This caused me to break my long-distance boyfriend about five months ago. I think breakup. I don't think I don't think they actually broke him, but who knows? He had just moved across the country for me and was being very pushy about marriage. Well, it's not the kind of thing I'll be pushy about. Something didn't feel right, and I wanted to date him in person for a few months before committing. Yeah. That, everybody, please listen to this person. Um, Don't don't agree to marry somebody that you've never met in person. I don't care how deep your uh, phone calls are, okay? This was the first time we were in the same city together. This caused huge friction between us and resulted in him to break things off. We had been together for two years. Lately, I'm missing him more than usual. I've been trying to date around, but can't seem to set my heart on anyone. I just wanted to ask if I did the right thing to let go of my ex. What does the future hold for me in terms of relationships? Okay, oh my God, I don't even want to like, I know, oh my God, (laughs) Jasmine, I see your red flags. There's like all all these red flags. Um, Emojis, very funny. Yeah, these are big, big, big red flags. Like, you know, talk about consent. I mean, you want an enthusiastic yes (laughs) for marriage. If somebody's like, I'm not sure, why you want to push that? You're like, okay, well, you know, please don't marry me if you're not feeling sure. My gosh. So yeah. Um, good job following your intuition and knowing that you needed to date him in person. Oh my gosh. Um, let me see. I'm shuffling. I mean, it makes sense that you're missing him. He... Took up space in your life, you know? And like not only did you no doubt, you know, truly enjoy your exchanges, but you know, when we have those these romances going on, we get to project so much, you know, fantasy and romance upon them. And that's gone now too, right? And that's that's a lack. That is a little bit of a loss. So it makes sense you're missing him, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean he's like a guy you should marry But let, Let's see what the tarot has to say. Um, okay what was the energy between you guys? Um, What was the vibe here? Like, okay. Actually, no. What was the vibe around letting go? Moving on. Can we see what that looks like? That's what we want to see. What What is the energy around this breakup look like? Okay. You know, I feel like when we're on these like journeys and learning about boundaries and all this stuff, I feel like the universe (laughs) <laughs> it's like a workout the universe is like oh you have graduated here let me throw this kettleball of a red flag date at you to see if you're really doing good with your boundaries and like yeah you are um I'm gonna pick some cards here to see what the what the you know your near future i'd say like you know into the spring what does that look like in terms of relationships right now um you know i i don't know i'm so like kind of against long distance relationships, even though obviously they work out wonderfully for some people, but it's just so, it can be really scary because you really don't know the person. Everyone's on their best behavior at first. You're going to like really get into it with people in real life, right? Wow. 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 Oh my God. What was the energy of you dissing this person? You guys are going to freak out because I'm freaking out. Okay. The very first card that came up is the tower. Okay. And then the second card is the universe. Oh my gosh. And then Ace of discs, new beginning. Wow. Yeah. Way to follow your intuition. Um, way to like, you know, call out a red flag when you see a red flag. I mean, the tower card is saying, (laughs) I mean, the tower followed by the universe for, for, you know, ending something that felt shady. Yeah. I think you dodged a really big bullet actually. Um, you know, and there's also, you know, I was, I was thinking, How recently right here on the show, the tower card came up and somebody had pointed out that it's also about transformation, which it definitely is. And I I can see that really in this read too, where like, you know, you are, you know, on a healing journey, right? And you're dealing with boundaries and like, that's really transformative stuff. And it probably was kind of hard and scary to have to say no, you know? And the tower rules that as well, you know, especially this drawing of the the tower. I love it. It's the eye is opening in the sky. And the tower is collapsing. So it's this like, you know, visual metaphor for seeing something clearly and having to make a hard change, right? Having to kind of call it off, having to destroy it. But the universe, oh my God, you did the right thing. And it was in some way your destiny to do it. I mean, I was kind of joking when I was like, the universe throws you, you know, some like some weights, you know, like as you're working out your boundaries, it's like, you know, throwing you some challenges and it really did. And then Ace of Discs, you're on your new path away from this person. Now, what does your romantic life look like? It looks a little hard. I'm not going to lie. And I mean, this is, this does not mean you got to run back to this person. This has nothing to do with this other person, right? We all go through romantic dry spells sometimes. I mean, sometimes it is just life you know, sometimes it's because we got to work some shit out. Um, who knows what it is? Here's the cards you have. Um, the middle card, I actually really like this. The, the, the card in the center that you have for the, your romantic sphere through the spring is, um, the four of swords, which is called truce. Okay. So I really like that being in the middle. Cause I feel like even though the the pickings might be slim or things might not work out the way you'd like them to, you're going to ultimately be in kind of a state of peace about it. You know, like you're not like super thirsty, needing things to, you know, needing things to work out, but you know, you're going to feel it. you got the strike card, you know, the five of wands and you got the disappointment card, the five of cups. So, you know, this could be so many things. This could be, you know, you continuing to feel the the letdown that that person didn't work out or weren't exactly who you thought they were. You know, um, it could be that you're still processing that. And that's why it's not a great time for you to jump into something new. Um, it could be that you go on some dates and you're disappointed, you know, or, you know, you you want to go on a date and you can't find anyone to go on a date with. Whatever it is, um, these are minor cards, right? Minor arcana. And that four, just try to keep um, sort of a flexible clear open mind about it all um that truce card just being like this is how it is right now it's not going to be like this forever it's just like this right now and i feel like that will help you get through it i'm sorry that the the future romance cards aren't a little bit brighter um you surely have the hearts of everyone listening <laughs> who is no doubt reflecting on their own you know moments of of romantic uh bummers which we all have right but um but you know there'll be more for you in the future Okay. All right. Now I'm picking one of you guys. Here I come. Who's next in the line? Angel. You are up, Angel. I'll give you a second to unmute. Um, You should have a little mute icon near your picture.
3: Okay. Did that work?
0: Yes. I can hear you.
3: Okay. Perfect. Um. So my big question is, is that I have a huge job interview coming up um, on the 10th of December, and it's for my dream job. I've been preparing for it for so long. I feel very confident about it. Um, I'm obviously super nervous. I just I just want to know what the cards say about that. Okay. Um, you're very
0: brave. I don't always... Will you mute while I'm talking, Angel, because I can hear myself echoing a little bit. Thank you so much. Um, you're very brave. I am always a little hesitant when I know that there's, you know, um, you're not going to opt out of the job interview if you get bad cards. So what that means is that if you get hard cards, you will walk into the job interview knowing that there might be something rough to be, you know, to, to, to expect. Do you still want me to pull them? Yes, I do. Okay, okay, cool. I, just, I always want to check. Um, once I had my aunt pull cards for me for this project. And I got terrible cards. And as it happened, the project didn't move forward. And I spent the rest of the time working on it, kind of knowing that it wasn't moving forward. It created a strange dark cloud. But let's see. Okay, this is your dream job. You're so prepared. Um, I can imagine how prepared you are because I'm just looking at your picture and like you've got this like scarf, this beautiful pink scarf, just like jauntily tied around your neck. And I'm just like, I, I feel like you would be so so formidable to have, like, walk into an office for an interview. Let's see what the cards have to say. Oh, yeah. This actually, this is your dream job. Um, this looks really good. Um, you, let me just say, first, first and foremost, the the centerpiece card is the sun. So, you're going to shine. You're going to be great. Um, that, you know, the sun is a magnetic card. It's about, like, manifesting. It's a really, really, um, it's a really, really good card. Um, now, on either side of it, it's a little it's a little funny. So the first card you have actually is the hermit. So I actually like this for a job interview card like this because it's Virgo, and let's face it, like who's more prepared walking into a job interview than like a Virgo, right? So you know, listen to the hermit, you know, get a good night's sleep the night before no you know like get your get just get all your whatever you need to organize get it organized what you're going to say what you're going to wear like you know if you have to present anything like really do self do really good self care um virgos are the queens of self care so it's really great like don't go out the night before meditate manifest do stuff like that um you're on the other side is the queen of cups, which is really interesting. Now the queen of cups is really emotional. So what I'm seeing from this card, her coming up is just what this means to you. This is really, I feel like she's here to signify that this is like so important to you. Um, And it is so important to you that when you leave, I wouldn't be surprised if when you leave the interview, you're like, what was that? Was I amazing or did I suck? Like you might not understand like how, what happened? <laughs> and it might take them a minute to get back to you. So, you know, if that's the case, um, you know, try not to trip out, try not to worst case scenarioize anything. Um, that sun card in the middle is really telling me that, like, this job is yours. Um, and these other two cards on either side are just sort of offering advice, you know, um, how to prepare, make sure you're prepared. And, you know, if you feel a little emotional and unconfused afterwards, it's, you know, it's okay.
3: Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I feel like I'm super prepared too because um, I'll just tell you. So it's a flight attendant position with my dream airline, but I've been a flight attendant with a regional airline for the last four years. Uh-huh. So I feel super confident. I feel super prepared. You know, I know a lot about the airline stuff like that, so... I'm really, really excited. But again, of course, I'm nervous, but I do. I love what I'm hearing. It just makes me feel even more confident.
0: Good. You should. You're just totally going to shine. Um, and I love the sun. A flight attendant job. It's like, you know, it's up there in the sky. It's like lighting the skies, right? And it's also, it's Leo. And like, there's just an aspect, it seems to me, from the outside of being a flight attendant that's a little performative. Like, you have to be on in this way that, like, it feels like, you know, it feels like a Leo, like it's a job that would fall under, like, being ruled by Leo. And I do want to say, I just cut the deck to look at another card for you, as I do sometimes. And you got, work. You got, you actually got the job card. You got, you know, Mars and Capricorn. So yeah, this looks great for you. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy the process if you can.
3: Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That just made me feel so much more validated and so much more comforted. And I'm so looking forward to this interview. So thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. Good luck. We're all rooting for you.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Um, okay. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's 6 59. We're like almost done. Um, let me see. I'm gonna pick one more person from the rooms. Uh Jasmine, it's you. What a trade.
1: Okay. Jasmine. Hold on, I'm here. Okay, hello. <laughs> you caught me off guard. I was in a chat for a second. Oh. <laughs> all right. what can I help you with today? I'm gonna make it quick. I don't know how quick I can make it, but I will. That's all right. Um, so it's just a friendship question. I've just been uh trying to search for more friends because I'm just always looking for new people to talk about new things. Yeah. So I guess my question would be, is twenty twenty-two the year of friendship for me? Oh, I love that.
0: Okay, what does the friendship sphere look like in twenty twenty two? Specifically new friends, fresh energy. What do we got there? It looks like a mixed Bag okay, but here's the thing I think that you're going to be going after new friends, I think you're going to be very proactive. And the reason for that, I say that is you have the ace of swords, and the aces you know, all the aces are new beginnings, a new cycle, starting a new cycle, um, manifesting a new cycle, saying I want a new cycle, and bringing it in, you know. And swords really rule friendships a lot. I mean, cups do also, but especially newer friendships, I feel like are swords, right? Because it's about communication this is what I'm about. Are you about that too? Like exchanging information and building towards the cups, right? So you're going to do that. Um, now back to the whole, like you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. The same goes maybe for friendships as well. You have the nine of swords, which it shows me that there's going to be some mismatches or a mismatch. Okay. Um, Like the nine of swords, um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a no, you know, but then right after that, you have the eight of wands, which is a big yes. So I'm, I, the way I'm, what I'm seeing about this is that like, (laughs) I remember when I like start after a long relationship and I started dating again, which is different, but similar. in that you're trying to make connections with people. And like one of my, my gay boyfriends was like, you just have to be ready to be rejected because the more people you kind of like put yourself out there for the higher percentage of rejections you get or mismatches, you know, people who aren't your match. So this is what I would say. I would say like, really go, go for it. Like really look at places where you can put yourself out there, um, like reach out to people and know that they're not all going to be a match. Um, Mm -hmm. but know that some of them are going to be because that eight of wands, swiftness card, that is a wonderful card for friendship. It's like when something does happen, it's really gonna take off. Like when a connection is made, you're gonna feel it. This is a card that's electrical. It's about electricity. There's a rainbow. Um, It's Mercury and Sagittarius, which is, you know, Mercury again, it's communication. And Sag is like, you know, it's the arrow. It's like really, it's like putting yourself out there. Like Sag is very much like, you know, the life of the party and, you know, unafraid to kind of like walk up to somebody and say hello. Um, I do want to ask you, do you have, if I may ask you, do you have like
1: any kind of social anxiety? (laughs) Yes. Okay. It came from like high school. And then I guess when I worked in the mall, it got extremely worse, a bunch of bodies and uh, Mm. it's just hard. Yeah. I will say I am comfortable in my own like world if that makes sense like I can go to a club and dance by myself and feel happy like I don't Uh feel embarrassed of being by myself
0: that's great that's so it's it's always such a blessing to feel like that to be your own best company well you know something I mean the nine of swords it's called in this in the the top deck calls it cruelty but I've been recently calling it anxiety because I feel like that's really what this card is. You know, in the rider weight, it's the person sitting up with the nightmare. And I just think that you might be pushing your comfort level a little bit, you know. And so don't be surprised if while you're, you know, putting yourself out there and you're doing these like proactive things to make friends. Um, you know, and which is such a vulnerable thing to do. You really are putting yourself in a vulnerable position and that might trigger some anxiety. But you know, do what you can to get support around that. I would say just because you're feeling the anxiety doesn't mean you're doing, doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do, you know? I think there are um, exciting friendships out there for you this year with that swiftness card. I really do. But you might have to step over some anxiety to get to them.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree because I kind of became desperate and started like downloading like Bumble to search for best friends. (laughs) So it's like, but I don't think I have the patience to like wait for, to make a connection through text messages versus just going out there and seeing what the universe throws at me for a friend.
0: Yeah. I love that. Cover all your bases. Definitely, you know, go, go in the real world. I love people finding friends on, on apps. My, like my fiance, him and his best friend met like on an app. It's like so cute. Um, so yeah, there's definitely friends out there for you this year. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And thanks for being like such an amazing community member all the time. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great night. You too. All right, you guys. Now, listen, if you're wondering how to ask me a question without having to actually talk to me or speak in front of everybody, I get it. If you feel shy or vulnerable, you can send me a question on Instagram. Okay. My Instagram is at Michelle T's T-E-A-Z just you know, send it to me and I'll put it in my pile. I'll get to it as soon as I can. Um, and this is how I do it every week. I do half questions that come into me, come to me from Instagram and half you guys live in the room. Thanks everybody for tuning in and listening. Thanks to y'all that are streaming. I know there's like a lot of you guys out there streaming. Um, thanks for everyone who's here in the room, participating and in the chat. I love you guys for doing that. And um, I'll see you next week. Thursday, have a great, have I been saying Wednesday all this time that I'm gonna, that I'm here on Wednesdays? Cause I'm not, <laughs> I am an Aquarius and I'm also here on Thursdays, okay? So um, I will see you guys next week. Have a happy new year. Goodbye, 2021. Hello, 2022. It's almost an angel number, right? It says Wednesday in my bio. Gosh, Connor, thanks. You know, um, it used to be Wednesday and uh, I guess I didn't change that. Thanks a lot. Okay, Happy New Year, everybody. See you next Thursday. Hello, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot Live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Green Room you can join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, and aspiration in real time. Just download the Spotify Greenroom app, sign up for free, or use your Spotify login to join the conversation. Then you'll be able to hear live readings, meet super interesting people, and even Ask the Tarot questions of your own. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday.